Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast, we meet Terry Cardillot. Now, Terry is a transformational life strategist with Talking With Terry. She's also a best-selling author of Be the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life with the Ford written by Jack Canfield. She is a coach with Forbes and host of the top 100 podcast titled Talking With Terry, featuring various local and national celebrities. Terry has been featured on many television podcasts and radio shows, including Hay House. She's a pretty big deal. <laughs> Terry is a thought leader in female empowerment and entrepreneurship. She has a combined 25 years of counseling background with energy psychology and applied the principles of quantum physics to transform people's lives by clearing the unconscious blocks that hold us back. Terry is here to share her journey and more about her life-changing business with us. So let's welcome Terry to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Hi, Terry. It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited. It's an honor to have you here. I am excited to learn all about this. This is this is amazing, a very unique approach to uh, your business and what you do. So I want to hear all about it. Can you start by sharing with us our your journey? Yeah. Okay. So, um, small town girl, um, grew up. Um, um, I, I, I always told my, my mom always told me, she's like, you know, you were a small girl, uh, a city girl stuck in a small girl's life. <laughs> so small town, um, you know, I had my own adversity that I had to overcome. You know, I didn't have the easiest or greatest childhood. I would say, um, had to overcome a lot of, you know, negativity and just, um, just emotional abuse and other types of abuse as well. And so um, how I kind of got on this journey was um, kind of in high school. Uh, my journey kind of started where um, I was um, selected as one of, a, um, one of six um, peer counselors. And so we got trained in my sophomore year in high school as a peer counselor. So we went to Washburn University and did these intense weekends with three to you know, four day intensives and every six months going back. And so I was really getting a kind of, kind of a, um, an introduction, if you will, to, you know, university, you know, even before I was out of high school and it was such a game changer. So I became a peer counselor and it was, um, probably in, I, um, I, I must've been my junior year. I had a kiddo and I was in charge of the fifth and sixth grade. So I would go over to the fifth and sixth grade and I hang out with them, have lunch with them, get to know them. And most of the times they came to me as like, oh my goodness, so-and-so is talking behind so-and-so's back. And it was all like, you know, drama, you know, girl drama. And at one point, one of the girls came to me and said, you know, my, um, she was a fifth grader and she had told me that her, her sixth grade friend was going to commit suicide. And, um, you know, being young as I was, you know, being a, a sophomore or junior in college or high school, it was such a game changer for me. And we obviously intervened. We got our support. We got our help. We got her to the hospital. Um, and, 
you know, I felt like I was like, wow, like I had an impact on this child's life. Like we could have saved this child's life. Right. And um, it was such a game changer. And honestly, like before then, um, I was either going to become a cosmetologist or I was going to become a undercover um, police officer in New York City. I cannot see you with either of those. (laughs) And so, so funny, but, but, you know, really over the time, I've kind of combined these two, if you Mm -hmm. will, you know, cosmetologists, people are always open and wanting to talk to them. Right. And, you know, sharing their stories. Right. So I took that. And then I also like the undercover cop kind of situation was like, let's find the root issue. Like, let's find what's happening. Like let's investigate. Right. So I kind of in a weird way, combined these two. um, And I ended up becoming a therapist. So I went to, you know, got my, by my bachelor's degree and then master's degree in, in counseling. Um, after that, I went and opened a, um, a, a counseling practice. And then it, I grew up from me, myself and I to, um, you know, an owner independent company as of about six or seven years ago. Um, so it's a fully functioning, um, huge company now. Um, and um, it's an owner independent. So I send about two hours a month in that company. And that's really given me the freedom to do what I feel called to do, which is being here with you oh, and just amazing. having a conversation. And um, I, so now I travel and speak and, um, you know, I work with um, female entrepreneurs now. Mm. So I work with entrepreneurs of like, how do we grow and expand our businesses so that we can have a bigger success and, um, and have a bigger impact in the world. Um, and so what I found over my journey was, so many of us were limiting our ability to create, limiting our ability to really get out there and be seen. And I love this sh- and the name of your show because like, you know, being out there and being seen, right. Um, which is so in alignment with, you know, the message that I talk about with so many women um, that I have found it just afraid to be seen um, for what their, their, what their gifts are here. And so, um, so I've now just, I've taken my 25 years of counseling experience. I combined it with energy psychology. Um, and then I applied the principles of quantum physics to really help expand um, women entrepreneurs to that next level. So we, I do two things. I clear out the blocks that are holding us back personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And that's anywhere from, you know, negative beliefs to, you know, getting stuck in fear, the imposter syndrome, um, you know, the self-sabotage and just like the overwhelm and burnout that, that um, entrepreneurs face. So we work on like, let's clear out the root issues to those. And once we clear those out, then I like love teaching them the tools to help them manifest and create and generate with ease. And it just becomes really fun. Um, it becomes pretty magical. It's like, uh, um, the reason why I named them my book, Be the Magic of You is because my clients kept saying, I feel like I have a magic wand. I feel like I have a magic wand. And I'm like, great, like, fantastic. When we have a magic wand, we can then have the power within to create and generate, right? Oh, I and the word, it. And the word magic, actually the word magic, and I didn't know this until actually a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up the word magic and it's an old Parisian word. And it actually means to be able to own power, your power. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're an inspiring speaker who wants to get paid to share your message with the world, then you want to be sure to attend the Sticker Shock Speaking Academy hosted on March the 11th through the 13th in San Antonio, Texas. For more information, contact me at Love at bcingbeloved.com. Now back to this amazing interview. And I love that because it's like really about like owning your power, right? And then being able to create and generate. Um, I think a lot of people think of magic as something mystical, but we all have yeah. our own power. We just have yeah. to bring it out 
and become confident and really step into it and become our true self. And the magic is in the power. That's the magic. Mm -hmm. That's the magic is us stepping into our power. I love that. I love that. So you're a small town girl with this 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 big vision, this big vision, and you're actually yes. making these things happen. How did you transform from the small town girl, get out of that little city, <laughs> and actually grow and you know just soar your world oats to the world? And you know, I will tell you, I was being coming from that place and space from my own history and stuff. I was extraordinarily, extraordinarily shy, mm. super shy child, and um, and I I joked that there was many little like you know, moments. I, and I look back now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was like a little divine moment. That was another little divine moment, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. And so when I was, I was so shy, extraordinarily shy. Um, and so in sixth grade, I had this, what I now know is a download or an awareness. And I was like, gosh, I have got to change something. I got to change this. Like, this is not going to serve me long-term. Right. Um, and, um, so I tried out for the only thing that you cannot be shy for. What I want to say cheerleading. You're the first person who's guessed it. Yes, it's true. Oh, you look like a cheerleader. Yes. I tried out for cheerleading, and I don't know if they just felt bad for me or they just needed an extra body, but somehow, some way, you made it. Oh, that's great. (laughs) And, but you know what? Truth be told, I did have to do that, you know, kind of fake it till you make it for a while because I stepped out there and I was, you know, I, I, I truly believe that when we are ready, you know, we will be given or gifted, um, opportunities, possibilities, you know, any of that. And so I didn't know what the heck I was doing, you know, and it could have gone the other way easily, you know, but somehow I got, I got on the team and, and again, it was just like, I would get out there and I was such a, I was so shy. Like I, I swear I peed myself the first 20 times getting out there because it was so terrifying absolutely terrifying. But then you start working this muscle, right? And this muscle starts to say, okay, that wasn't so bad. Oh gosh, I, I didn't die today. Um, I can do it again tomorrow. And I, and you just start expanding, expanding, expanding. And, and I'm so grateful for that experience because it really, I truly believe that one experience had such an impact on my life, um, which sounds small, but it just had such an impact on my life to really allow me to be seen. That's and it allowed great. me, it allowed me to like step into my power. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then at, at, by eighth grade, I was the, the cheerleading captain. Um, and then I continued to a couple years, a couple year more years in high school, I was a, a cheerleader, but it, it made me like step out of my comfort zone, you know, I'm, I'm actually, that was kind of like leaping out of my comfort zone, but that like has, has served me well in my life. Wow. I can totally relate to that because my journey began when I discovered uh, that I had a social anxiety disorder called glossophobia or serious like stage fright times yeah. 1000. Yeah. And for me, having that and wanted to climb the corporate ladder at that time, I delved into the art of public speaking. And the first time I spoke in front of a group of people, right, I almost I, I'm sure I peed my pants. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that's, plus other things may have happened during that time, but I was terrified. Yeah, I was terrified. But you know, that gave me the drive to continue to move forward and continue to perfect that skill. And yeah. that's one skill that no one ever can take away from me now. The confidence that I build over the years and now the ability to help and motivate and empower so many other women to step outside of their comfort zone and yeah. really shine to be seen, to be loved in their own right. And so I yeah. completely understand that. And I commend you for not, not giving up, 
And that's yeah. you're a young age. I mean, I was 23, 24 when I started. Yeah. Well, my speaking, my speaking came kind of similar. Like I was, um, when I was in college, I remember having a college professor, Mm -hmm. Uh, granted I had a learning disability. And so, um, that was challenging enough. I had multiple things I had to overcome. Um, but when I, when I was in high school or when I was in college, I was, I was in my, um, English class or whatever computation class. And, um, I was giving a talk out loud and, the um and it was it was horrible like it was absolutely horrible because public speaking is like one of the number one like fears in the our over know, death right over death like over death like right like <laughs> it's a huge phobia for most or a fear for most people right I don't think she understood that or read the research about that because like her feedback <laughs> to me <laughs> her feedback was super kind and gentle gentle her her feedback was this Terry that was like the worst presentation I've ever heard. And you were so nervous that you made me nervous listening to you. Oh, that no. was her constructive feedback. And I was well, like, I guess well, you didn't know that because nine out of 10 people have stage fright. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I was like, I will never speak again. And I remember de- making a declaration mm. that day. Mm-hmm. I will never speak out loud again. Like, mm. you know what? Done, done and done. Like, that I don't need stopped to you. And for many people, I it does. And I was like, I do not need to be put in this situation ever mm. again. Fast forward another, you know, 15, 20 years, terrified of speaking still, um, even mortified, like not even tried it. You know, after that, I was like, done, 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 done. You just <laughs> steal the deal from That's me. That's your thing, right. And um, it was funny because I was working at a small agency and this agency had, I was, we were at the time I was, um, as a therapist, I was teaching prevention, like how to prevent, you know, sexual abuse. And, you know, with, we work with three to five-year-olds um, and go in and teach this, which was very valuable. Um, and um, I remember they came in, they came up to me and said, Hey, can you go in? So this is a Wednesday. Okay. Mind mm-hmm. you. And the presentation that they want me to do is Friday. And they say, Hey, can you come in speak to a couple of the teachers, maybe like 10 teachers in a co- small conference room, and I, they're like, you, you can talk for like 10 minutes. Just tell them about the program. I'm like, okay, I can do that. You so did I it? Said, oh, I, like, I said oh, yes no, to that. No, I said no. yes to that, right? Because it's like, they're like, you can sit and formal. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Like, that's just a conversation. So I'm like, right. I can do that. They liked the idea so much that they went back to the company and said, hey, she's going to come in and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, actually, we're having an in-service all school a district meeting over here, same day you know, but it's in the morning. And can she come in and talk for an hour in front of 110 people um, with a stage, with a microphone? And I'm like, I said yes to this. I didn't say yes to that. <laughs> right. And I had no choice. So like, you got to do, do it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it was, it was absolutely I would have moved awful. to a different country. I would have just like. I know, like I was, I was trying to get my passport. And left. Especially and at that worried. time, there's no way. I would have like quit. <laughs> I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mint Wave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcmbelove.com forward slash contact. There goes my career. I know. Right. Um, and so I was just like, okay, just, and so they helped me come up with a talk. I didn't even have a talk. I didn't, I was like, I, I, don't even okay. have, I don't even have 72 hours to freak out about this. Like, come on. Like you don't even give me freak out time. Right. 
anyway, so we, we were able to do it. And I feel really bad. At some point, I'm going to meet someone that's going to be, I'm going to relay this message. And they're like, oh my gosh, I was in the audience. And you're right. <laughs> the first 10 minutes was awful. I mean, not only did my throat, was my heart um, in my throat and my stomach in my throat, but like, ever, like I couldn't even like really communicate. I was like, Pee! I mean, I was, I'm probably squeaking. I mean, it was just, you're my awesome. sister from another mister. Yes. Uh, and it's I almost awesome. passed out. I couldn't get oxygen in my body. I yes. there's no oxygen coming in. I don't even think I could drink water because like my throat was so mm. small and shut, you know, like I was like, are you kidding me? So, cause I get through the first 10 minutes, I play a video that's like 15 minutes long. Thank goodness. And then so I had some downtime to be like, okay, you're still alive. Taking my pulse over there, you know? <laughs> And then at the very end, I did this interactive um, exercise with them. And then I was asking questions, you know, they were asking questions. And as soon as I got into that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here. Like, this is it. I'm, and so I ended on such a high note that I was like, oh my gosh, the very next day I enrolled in the Toastmasters, you know, and um, it was funny because I, I enrolled in the Toastmasters and my first speech, which I don't know if you've ever done this or I'm so sure I have some been of your listeners. Toastmasters for 19 years. Oh my that heavens, was girlfriend. When I started. I had to do something. Gosh, I had to get over. I couldn't talk. I couldn't even answer a phone call. Oh I can't even leave a voicemail. It was everything was email. And I was required yeah. to speak. Well, I feel layers. your pain. I, feel I your had pain. to do something. And so that's why. Good I, for you. I, I love it. I was, I was in for about a year and a half. And then I, it was funny because I like, so you know, the icebreaker. So mm-hmm. it, for the listeners, um, for Toastmasters, the first thing they do is like a, is a, it's called an icebreaker and it's like two to three minutes. Like it's nothing. Right. And you just tell, you talk about yourself. It seemed right? like it was so like easy. an hour and a half to me. It was just four I know, minutes, but like yes. That. And mm-hmm. I literally had a yellow notepad and I would be like looking down. I'd be like, hello, my name is Terry Cardula. Cause clearly I didn't know my name. And I would like, then I look up awkwardly at everyone and be like, and then down back down and I'm like I was born in <laughs> oh this is too funny yes <laughs> so bad. I remember and those of course days. they were so yeah. generous and they gave me like this little like award they're like you're the best speaker and I'm like and everyone claps so and everybody claps <laughs> know, like, oh my gosh you guys are such jerks like <laughs> anyways but I, I continue going back and I um I obviously by the last time it was so funny because I was like prepping for a talk and I was like oh my gosh I have a talk tomorrow what am I going to talk about? And I was like, Oh, I'll just do this. And I kind of threw it together. It was like a 10 minute talk, threw it together, showed up, you know? And I was like, and I'm just like, and I was like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm good. You know? So oh, it took me a while. So I know I love long, it. Like I while. love it. But, I, I invite to go play. And I was like, come on, like, let's do speaking. So I, I speak a lot now and it's yeah. just, I, I love it. I love, I love it. It's, it's a great so organization. Fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I recommend them to anyone, anyone who's working yes. on stepping out of their shell, breaking out of their shell. And, and the, you know, the other thing, the other nugget for the Toastmasters, just a little mm-hmm. plug for Toastmasters mm-hmm. is that um, I made a commitment to do to- table topics. And so every week I would do at least one table topic if I could. I mean, if they, if I was, you know, I didn't want to table topics, it. yes. But table, talk- table topics were like, it really allowed you to work that muscle to think on your feet. Um, and then of course, like things like this, like being on podcasts and being on, like, it's just a repetition of being on it. And as you know, the more you do it, the more confidence it comes with it, the more ease it comes with it. And it just does take time. I Absolutely. Think. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I still do table topics, but yes, it's, it's helped to transform my life and yeah. to be able to have a podcast and answer questions and be on other people's podcasts and to communicate better in social environments and, you know, professional environments, you know, business and on stage. Yeah. But people don't understand the value of becoming a masterful communication is so important. And relationships, yes. relationships is all about communication. 
If you're yes, not absolutely. having, you know, if you're not connecting with your husband or your spouse, then stop and say, let's communicate. Communicate is falling, falling apart. Let's bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. So I commend you for keep going and continue to rise. And yes, joining Toastmasters International. Absolutely love it. Love it. Love it. So can you tell me a little bit more about quantum physics and what do you actually do in order to yeah. clear people's unconscious blocks? I mean, because I know a lot of people here have blocks, a lot of our listeners. Yeah. So if we go back to the basic roots of everything and everything is energy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I think sometimes we, for, we take this for granted. We don't realize like, you know, if I'm looking at this, like I'm looking at this chair in front of me, right. And this chair, if we were to put this under a high powered microscope, it has energy. Um, you know, our, my watch has energy. Like if we put this, my watch under a high powered microscope, we would see actually energy. Like it, there's, it's moving, right. Like it, but we think it's like a solid object. Right. And our, so our bodies are no different. Our bodies are constantly. So since I hopped on this call with you until the, the end of this podcast show, we, our bodies are constantly in, in motion. Energy is happening, not only in our bodies, but around us as well. Mm-hmm. So if we go back into this idea of everything is energy, right? You know, um, Albert Einstein discovered this um, back in the early 1920s, that there's positive and negative um, charges to energy. And so when we look at the body, um, there's oftentimes when we have either what I call small traumas or big traumas, the body, we can actually create energy blocks in our system, Mm. not only in our energy field, but also in our brains. So certain, you know, if we were told certain things when we were a child um, in the first eight years of our life is the most impactful of how we are navigating the world. How do we, how do we show up to the world? What's those messages that we're receiving? You know, all of that, our brain is just like a gigantic sponge at that time. The unconscious um, is coming on um, on board. The subconscious is coming on board. All of this is taking place in the first year, eight years of our lives. And that is so important because our brains, they get formed, you know, from the reptilian part of our brain, all the way up to our frontal cortex of the brain. And our brain forms based on the information that it was created upon. So if we created, if we had a chaotic, you know, unstable environment, like a lot of, probably a lot of listeners. I mean, I just, I, I, as a therapist, I, I know the statistics about the abuse. I just like, there's a lot of folks that have experienced not such great experiences in their lives. And that has a direct impact on the brain. And so the brain forms based on those experiences. And so, um, you know, and I want the listeners to know there's absolutely nothing wrong with you, with me, with you. Yes. There's nothing wrong with us. We are beautiful. We are um, amazingly talented, gifted beings. However, we've experienced certain things in our life. And I, I'm going to, be bold enough to say that some of these things that we've experienced, and I would never, you know, say this initially to somebody that I'm working with, but I do believe, and I will speak for myself here, that that all the traumas, all the things that I had to overcome served me to get to where I'm at today. Some kind of way. Yes. And I have such gratitude. And I, if you would have asked me that that. 25 years ago, I would have been like, (laughs) forget you. Right. Right. Um, but I realized that those experiences shaped me into who I became. And, and, and I forget, I just heard this this week and I forgot who, forget who said it, but basically, um, you know, folks that had, you know, difficult childhoods have, in my experience too, have always experienced, like they've created a bigger impact in the world. 
and not to say that the folks that didn't have a negative experience, not to didn't say that they went and created great, but the ones that experienced negativity in, in some shape or form, they took they took that and transformed it, and really had a big impact in the world. Well, it's created resilience, it's you know, and it and struggle and some kind of barrier block in your life that you had to navigate around. Yes. And over and over some, for some people over and over and over again, which makes you stronger. Yeah. And if you stay dedicated, you stay committed to your dreams, no matter what yep. comes your way, you're going to be more powerful. You're going to be able to re- sustain things yeah. a lot easier than someone who had an easy life. Yeah. It reminds exactly. me of the Rocky movie. Remember um, when Rocky Balboa was uh, training, I think the guy from Russia but he was like run, walking in this, running in the snow, running stairs. I mean, it wasn't just training in a ring like most boxers do. Yeah. He was pulling things, you know, pulling you know, heavy objects. He was really training so that when he get, got in the ring, it was easy. It was. That's yeah. pretty much how life is, right? Yeah. And when we get in back in alignment, so I feel like it's just like us mm-hmm. fighting our, our path back, right? And so, so one is like looking at what are those, those challenge barriers and blocks. And, and I've always said that I think that all behavior serves a purpose until it doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, I, I go back to, um, um, for example, when I was told that I was stupid and I was going to be a nobody, um, those belief systems drove me. It was fuel for me. And so I worked my hiney off and I, and I became a great student. I overcame some of the challenges that they told me, like, you can't do that because you have this and you can't, you know, and so that belief system that I wasn't good enough served me. It served me well until I got to a point about probably in my undergrad um, college. And then it stopped serving me because what happened was then I, it moved over to me for me as, and I tried, I tried to carry it forward with me and I realized, oh, this is now not, not serving me anymore, but it stopped serving me because then it turned into a force energy. It became into like this, it tied into like this perfectionistic thing where I was like, I have to be perfect in order to be valued, right? So in the beginning, it was a fuel to help motivate me, to support me. And then it stopped serving and then it turned into this other stuff and this other stuff didn't serve me and it started taking me out of alignment. Right. And so that's when I had to look at that part of it and like clear that part of it and say, okay, we got to reframe this. We got to, we got to transform this. We got to, you know, give a different prospect, you know, um, a different um, purpose here. Right. Right. Um, But the other thing is going back to your question of our own quantum physics. Mm -hmm. So we have all this other stuff, but it's every, you know, again, thinking about energy and everything's energy, I like to incorporate in the universal laws. Some people are familiar with like the law of attraction. Law of attraction is like what you, you know, what you think about, you bring about, you know, like attracts like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also so many other universal principles that are out there. And, um, you know, the law of oneness, the law of, um, the law of gravity, the law of, um, you know, um, uh, the law of uh, reciprocity, the law of vibration, the law, all these other laws that are out there. And here's the thing. We don't have to believe it for mm-hmm. it to work, mm. right? Because like, if I decide, you know what, I'm going to check out gravity. Now I'm going to show you this. I have some, you know, lip gloss that I'm going to drop. Oh, and, and I drop it and it falls. Like, yes, gravity is working today. Christy, I want you to know gravity is working today. 100%. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Right. So the cool thing about this and is every day. You didn't, and it's yeah. every day. But so the, the universal laws are working without us even necessarily having to put any attention to it. Right. But when we start to understand from a cognitive, or I mean, um, from a 
conscious perspective that there's energy that's here to support us and we can tap into that and create more ease it's like whoa right like i love teaching people how do we tap into this to create more ease in our lives so that we can be showing up and we don't have to quote effort as hard mm. and as strong as you know because when we come from a place of um you know the the struggle mentality versus a possibility mentality different mentalities right and so it is really about shifting and transitioning and changing the paradigm around this of like, how do we create more ease in our lives? And there's, and we can just tap into energy. We can tap yeah, into energy in many, many it. different ways so that it can contribute to us and support us either in our personal lives or, or in our business lives, or, you know, if you're an entrepreneur into the entrepreneurial world as well. Wow. What would you say would be the average that it takes to create a transformation like this? You know, it really depends. Like, it, you know, like I was talking to a, a lady the other day and she has this like phobia. I'm like, this is going to like take 20 minutes. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, like phobias are really easy to clear out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, and I always tell people it depends on three things. One is, you know, how much baggage are you bringing in? Are you bringing on a carry on and one check bag? Or are you bringing in a semi full <laughs> of check bags, right? Very different story, right? So how much are you bringing in? How willing are you able to do the work, right? Like I'm going to give people some homework and say, okay, I want you to, a lot of times it's like, prove me wrong kind of thing. Like go do this, do this 50 times. And I'm curious what you see. I would, cause I, my desire is for people to see the results pretty quickly. And mm, so I'm like, okay, like go, go play with this one tool today and just notice what happens, you know? And then they come back and it's always, and I know what's going to happen because I've done this long enough to where I know. So I know if they're lying to me. Okay. (laughs) And so, and so, um, so, and then the third thing is, is um, how quickly they clear some people that have been doing personal development clear Mm -hmm. super fast. I mean, Mm -hmm. second Um, people that are just new in the, maybe the personal transformation, um, you know, may take a little bit longer. They're not really in tune with their self and how they're, how this works. And and, and sometimes it's the opposite. I mean, it could be, it could be that someone has never been involved, but they're ready. The timing is ready. And they're like, clearing like crazy. It's like, oh, that was fast. Right. So, um, but that also determines kind of like that piece, but I'm not too worried about that last one because if they're, if they're not clearing, you know, as, as quickly as, as I'd like, or I, I know that they can be, um, we'll all do a process to help them through that process, but it doesn't really take. And so I've taken, oh my goodness, like all these years, I'm just like, just learning all these tools. And I've kind of just, I've tapped into my own intuition and then I, I might have them tap. I might have them say a word. I might have them, you know, ask a question. I might have them do a couple of different things, um, you know, just uh, to, to help move this along. And again, it's just, it's powerful. Um, I truly believe that we are infinite beings and um, with being an infinite being, like we can create transformation really quickly. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. So yes. is, that, is that the three tips that you want to share with our listeners? Do you have three more amazing Oh my gosh, tips? I didn't even give a tip. Did, well, did I, I give tips? Oh, tips? Oh, oh my gosh, this is not even tips. Okay, well, I'm looking for three tips. Yes. Okay, let's give it. So let me do some, I want to give you, I want to give them three tools real quick. Okay. okay so here's the first one is anytime we are, um, and actually I, I would invite people if they want to, I think this is free on my website. So if you want to come and download it, you're welcome to just talkingwithterry.com. It's T-E-R-I.com. But come and check this out. I have a, a mind, master your mindset, which 
some of these are in there. But the first thing is when we have any type of negative, when we're thinking negative thoughts, when we are making judgments to ourselves or others, or when we jump to any conclusions or outcomes, we're actually shutting off the energy around us. Um, and if, if we can stop this, this is a, such a game changer. Okay. So when we have thoughts that come in like negative thoughts, what happens is it comes in to our brain it engages the, the part of the brain, the reticulating activation system that scans our environment to find the evidence. Then we find the evidence. And then what happens for a lot of people is we will spiral down, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. And then the brain goes, okay, here's why you're an idiot. Here's why you're an idiot. Here's why you're an idiot. And then you're like, then you collect all this information and this, this uh, data and this evidence that says, I'm an idiot. And you just spiral down. Right. Oh, none of and that. it goes okay. back into, and it but goes back happened. into, these thought processes, which over time, if we keep having these, these same thoughts over and over and over again, what happens is we create a belief system. And that belief system comes from a place of like, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not blank enough. Right. And so we want to cancel that process out. So it's not continuing to contribute mm -hmm. and, you know, make us um, spiral. So here's what I want you to write down. So listeners, if you're driving, come back, save her, Yes. Flag her thing. Come back to this and write this down. Okay. Um, and it goes like this. So interesting point of view that I have this interesting point of view and you want to write that down and then write a three X behind it. So I'm going to repeat that. Um, so when you have your thoughts coming in and it's almost like you're saying, Oh, interesting point of view that I have this point of view, interesting point of view that I have this point of view, interesting point of view that I have this point of view. It actually cancels out the, the ability for it to connect and engage the brain in a negative way. So oh, you really? want to say it three, th okay. three times to cancel it out. And hmm. then what I would highly invite everyone to write down. Okay. Next would Hope be, you have your pens and paper like I do. I know, right. write it down. Okay. But this then the next stuff. thing is, is asking the question, what else is possible? And so when we mm. ask what else is possible, we actually open ourselves back up. It's a generative question. Generative questions allow for the molecules. We're talking to the, almost like the molecules of the universe. Say, okay, what else is possible? And when we do that, we start to see other possibilities. We start to allow ourselves to receive whatever that, you know, awareness, that download, the insight, the, the opportunity, the possibility, the new connection, the new collaboration, like any of it. Like it just, it allows us to open ourselves back up and ask for that. Um, and, and people always ask me like, how many times should I be doing this a day? And so there's, we know that there's, a, there's been anywhere from 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day and only 2000 of those are conscious. So I always tell people like, do this 50 times a day. Like, what if, what if you did this 50 times wow. a day and just notice, right? 50 times a day, so, gotcha. So even if you did it 10 times a day, you know, what would it, what would it be like? So the more you do it, the more we're canceling that out. But I recommend everyone getting some post-it notes, writing the statement down, put it in your, by your desk, put mm -hmm. it by your mirror, put it by your, your refrigerator, put it by, put it several places because it's amazing how often we are beating ourselves up and we don't even know we're doing it. And then if you teach somebody else in your household, like a spouse, a significant other, if you have older children, teach them, even, you know, children probably under the age of eight may not grasp or grasp it, but I wouldn't put it past them, right? Like this is healthy for all of us, but, you know, teach your spouse or significant other. It's like, okay, if you see myself, if you see me beating myself up, I don't know, come up with a code word, like, you know, the purple elephant and, um, you know, and you guys can actually help support each other getting yourselves out of that because 
I have had, I had a woman in here not too long ago and she just kept saying, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. She was not even aware that she said it. And I, at one point I just sat and I, um, I asked her if I could sometimes record the session. Um, she thought I was recording it for me, not her, but, I, and I, I replayed it back to her. And I said, you said, I'm stupid in the first 20 minutes of our conversation. And she's like, no, I didn't. And she always thought I never, she thought I was lying. And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. And so I recorded the session one time so she could hear it because she's mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. Mm. had no awareness that I even do that. Like so out of her awareness, very obvious to me. And then, so we had to start shifting that. And I was like, gosh, if you're beating yourself unconsciously, like just outwardly beating she had yourself, no idea. Right? She was speaking had no it out idea. loud. Had no idea. And how many of us when something, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to put my air quotes up here for a second, mm -hmm. like perceive something as negative, And we said, oh my gosh, I'm a blank. I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. I'm, you know, I'm, how can I be so dumb? How could I, Right we do that all the time and it doesn't serve us, but some folks, you know, it's, it's, it's different if we say that one off, you know, like, you know, once every six months I say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Right. Versus someone who does it like 20 times a day or 50 times a day or a hundred times a day. Right? right. And so by clearing this off, right. Um, it just, it transforms the energy. It changes it. It shifts it. It is mm. it's very powerful and magical. And then I'm going to put like a little cherry on top for today. Um, a cherry and a bonus. All right. Uh, because you guys are so awesome. Um, and that is asking the question, okay, how much better can it get? Super simple, but oftentimes, and again, we are always going through the, we are always going through life perceiving things as positive or negative, right? We mm. are perceiving it. We're giving it meaning. And so often if we just let go of them, like not, put meaning to it, you know, okay, well, this means this, right? Because so often it's our perception. And oftentimes our perception is not our reality. I usually do this little, uh, have reality, little images. No. I, you know, how many of us have seen those little, um, those little like um, um, illumin or luminary things that are like, I'm thinking the one that looks like, it looks like a candlestick when you look at it at one way, but if you look at it another way, it looks like two humans facing each other. Okay. Right? I think I've seen and it's like, it's like again, like it's our perception is our reality. So am I looking at, you know, or the one someone might know is like the, you can look at this picture and it looks like an old woman or a young woman, but it's like our perception of it. Like we can look at it two different ways and see different, two different things. So we were always giving meaning to and giving a, you know, putting a perception onto something okay? right, what other people think and it's really yeah. not thinking anyway thing probably absolutely yes look at it and see something totally different exactly so when we ask the question how much better can it get okay mm -hmm. so i want us to stop away step away from that kind of perceiving as you know something negative or something something you know positive right just mm -hmm. again if we can come from a place of no judgment it's, it's awesome but how much better can it get so if i perceive something as negative Okay. Perceptions mm -hmm. are reality. If I perceive something as negative, I can ask the question, how much better can I get? And I'm showing you this, Christy, because it's like, mm -hmm. okay, here's negatives down here. Mm -hmm. How much better can it get? It can go up here. If I perceive something as positive, how much better can I get? Right. It can go up here. Right. So it, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. How much better can I get? And I will do this in traffic. How much better can I get? <laughs> I'll do this in, um, when I've, you know, again, like maybe, um, maybe, um, someone like um, maybe a client, you know, decides this, to stop working with me, or maybe a client um, asked to, you know, um, I don't know, take a break, or um, um, maybe what else? I'm trying to think of some things off the hand, like, um, um, you know, asking the question, how much better can I get, right? Because maybe them, you know, breaking, you know, 
um, you know, not seeing me as often is actually going to fill up something else for something else. Right. Mm. Um, and it's, it's funny, like how we can start creating and, and be so in alignment with what we're creating. It's like, okay. Cause we, sometimes we might say, oh my gosh, yes, my, my client's wrapping up. It's been six months and we make ourselves feel wrong and bad about that. It's like, well, how much better can I get? Cause now maybe I'm opening it up to something else or an, a, oh, or, um, an open a client or, you know, or someone like, if I don't get an opportunity, right. An opportunity, like maybe I was like, Oh, I was on TV and they, they didn't accept me. Well, I, in my experience, even if I haven't been on a TV on that station, I might be able to open up to a different station or to a different thing. Right. And it's just like, how much better can I get? How much better can I get? Mm. And it just becomes really fun. So, you know, playing with that is, is just super yummy. Yeah, so make it a game. Make it make yes, it a game it, and create fun. your life. Yes, yes I love have it. Fun, have fun. You know, this is when we're playing with energy. Mm-hmm. The more joy, the more, um, the more love, the more gratitude that we have, the easier it gets. And I, I could talk a whole about you know I could talk dive into you know the law of attraction and law of vibration, um, but the more we play with joy, the more joy we have to play with. Right, like it just becomes that's the really fun cycle that we can play in. And, 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 and let's invite fun in, you know, I used to hide away my silly quirks. Cause I, I do a lot of things that's goofy and silly and people kind of give me like the three eye look and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Like I, I, I'm confident in myself. Like, like I got this. Right. Right. But I, I think like that has given that it's very disarming when we can play and when we can be seen in a playful way, um, it's very disarming. And people will be like, oh, my gosh, you are just so much fun. Right. And we invite them to play with fun. You know, we invite mm, them to invite others. To yes, see, yeah. Yes. And it just it becomes really powerful. So I'm going to invite people to have fun with this, because if we're doing this because we have to. And Christy Love says, I have to do this. <sighs> that's not like, that's not where we're going with this. Like, this is really to be like, let's be expansive. Well, I love that. And I love the transparent energy instead of like, yes. speaking and, and, but inviting, inviting, Hey, come join the phone, have fun with me. Yes. That's yes. great. And that makes them feel great inside as well. And more confident within themselves to step out of their shell and start something new and have fun, have fun. Yeah. Let's invite fun. And in. I mean, I think life is too short to be serious all the time. And so mm. let's invite in fun. And if you have a silly quirk, let it be seen, like, let it be seen. Um, because I think, I think we've missed, I think we've sometimes put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect, to be right, to be just so, to be serious. And I think it's time to break out of that mold and be like, be you, be authentically you, show up authentically you, be unapologetically. Now, of course, we want to be respectful to ourselves and other surroundings. Course, okay, I'm yes. not saying like, mm-hmm. go be belligerent to people, but like just being authentically you and showing up like you. And if you have some silly quirks, let the silly quirks be. a whole lot of silly quirks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love being by myself because I can do all these weird things. On- I know, I love it. I love it. And I usually will pre-frame things. I'll be like, okay, you guys are going to look at me like I have three heads. I'm okay with it. Like I, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. okay with you seeing me with three heads. I'm okay yes. with that. Are you okay with that? Okay. Like I'm okay. Like you're okay. We're good. Let's go. We're good. Right. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's amazing. Well, I truly enjoyed you on the show and want you to let our listeners know again where they can find you yes. and find these tips and tricks on how they can really transform their life because we have to get this old stinking thinking and all these blocks away so we can start living the life of our dreams and having fun and enjoying it and helping others in the process of course so the best way to 
find me on my website. It's, it's talkingwithterry.com. Um, there is a pop-up right now that we're offering a free webinar. So um, it's coming up here in the next few weeks. So pop in there, grab the link, um, come and join us for an hour and spend some time with us and play and just learn some new tools and new, new things. So um, pop over there and then you can also um, check me out on the Talking With Terry podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Super, super. Well, thank you again, Terry, for being on the Be Seeing Me Love podcast. It was an honor and so much fun. It has been a delight. Thank you so much.